Here's the big question. What if you had to start over from scratch and build a business with limited time and resources? Maybe the economy just pulled the rug out from under you, or you're in a business that's underperforming or a career that's going nowhere. How would you flip the switch to go from where you're at to where you want to go? A profitable business that supports your family and allows you to live the life you were meant to live. My name is Jason Liu, and each week I'm going to bring you guests that are further down the road while documenting my own journey. Welcome to the business of feeling good. What is going on? Jason Liu here. And more than anything today, I want to talk Hamilton. Um, And the reason why I want to talk Hamilton is not only is it incredible and genius and um, an incredibly diverse cast, there's more talent on a stage than I've ever seen in my life. Um, My wife and I were fortunate enough to see it with friends in San Francisco seven, no, sorry, 2017, three years ago. And it was enough art. It was probably the best live performance of art I've ever seen enough so that when you see it, you're inspired to do better in your life. And rewatching again on Disney plus, obviously it has a similar effect, but what was surprising about rewatching it is being able to be that close to see actors faces and facial expressions. Because when you're in theater, um, you're typically not that close to see spittle flying, um, but you are close enough in this production to be able to see just what incredible actors um, these people are, not to mention what incredible voices and um, physicality they bring to the stage, but all of that being encompassed. Um, what I actually wanted to talk about was 2009. I want to talk about 2009 because May 12th, 2009 was when Lynn actually performed at that time, it was called the Hamilton mixtape, not to be confused with the actual mixtape that came out when after Hamilton with all these incredible artists that decided to throw themselves on tracks. But the original production was actually called the Hamilton mixtape. He was called into a night of poetry and um, spoken words, and he was performing at the White House. And he was supposed to do a piece for In the Heights, um, which was his first Tony Award winning show, which obviously was supposed to come out via a movie, um, the amazing John M. Chu, who did Crazy Rich Asians, but we had a pandemic, so it's delayed a year. Regardless, though, he came in and decided, um, I don't know when he decided, I've heard different accounts, some or read different accounts, some of which said that he decided like not he didn't give himself much time to decide to make that change in the, what he was going to perform. And so he performs, right. Essentially the first song of Hamilton. And if you go online right now, uh, maybe after this podcast, go watch it. Um, You can just look it up. Poetry jam, white house, Lin-Manuel Miranda. And the reason why I recommend you guys taking the time to watch this is because it is such a raw and uncut version of Hamilton. And I want to bring up three things that I really saw in this, which was if you watch this production, right? I think everyone starts off thinking that this is some kind of a joke um, because everyone's laughing, including, you know, president, first lady, like everyone's just kind of laughing at this absurd idea of who would make a rap about Alexander Hamilton of all people, first and foremost. And then second of all, because it's an unfinished product, because halfway through it, you begin to see that people are like, holy crap, there's genius in this. But then there's also the laughing at the absurdity of it as well. And 
I think there are really three lessons to take from this. At least I took from it. I'd be interested to see what you guys took out of that performance if you have a chance to go back and watch it, which is one, he shipped it. Now, one of my favorite marketers of all time, Seth Godin, always talks about making art and shipping it. And that's anything creative. It could be writing, it could be um, spoken, it could be um, a piece of actual artwork, it could be a sculpture, whatever it is. It's something that you made out of a place of love that your goal is to try to change someone out there for the better. That's how he defines it, or at least my paraphrasing of it. But the reason why I want to talk about this is because it's an imperfect performance that he shipped. He's just like, I'm going to put it out in the world. And I can't tell you how many times, speaking for myself, that I've just held on to something because I didn't want to be laughed at. I didn't want to be criticized. I didn't want to be uh, ridiculed for something imperfect. And the truth is, and what's so inspiring about that piece is he did it in spite of the fear. He went on stage and delivered something that he believed in. Yet he knew he was probably going to get somewhat laughed or ridiculed or um, poked fun at, maybe. Which brings me to point number two, which is, one, he shipped it, which is incredible. Two, right now, is the fact that he chose to give it the meaning he wanted. And maybe a better way of saying that is, he chose to see the good in that performance versus the bad. I think that most creatives... Most entrepreneurs, most people that are trying to establish their voice and create something that is uniquely theirs and their flavor, right? Like we can all agree that Alexander Hamilton or Hamilton, the musical, obviously it came from uh, Chernow's book, right? It came from this biography that he wrote. It's not an original story, but what it is, is this imprint that Lynn put on it. It is his, his version of an immigrant story. It is his version of seeing it through a diverse cast. It is his version of writing it as a rap ballad or a rap opera, right? Um, and that is the same that is true for what we are all doing. Our, you know, if you're any type of expert or creative, you your information may not be uniquely yours, but it is the flavor, it is the sauce, it is the seasoning that you put on it that makes it yours. And so I think what's incredible about Lynn's performance in that time capsule there is that it really is, he had a choice, right? He could choose to hear the critics. He could have chosen to hear the laughter and chose to interpret it as laughing at him, or this is a ridiculous idea, or I'll be laughed off stage. Any one of those could have been the narrative to that night, and we would have never gotten what we got to witness with Hamilton. Yet he chose to give it meaning that people saw genius in it, that people saw something, that there is something. And that, that kind of edge of the knife, that edge of the knife, that ability to see the good, to see the possibility, to see what coming, what's coming, I'm sorry, is the difference between creating something and not. And that's such a thin line. I'm, that's what blows me away about this because it was seven years. It took him seven years to write this, right? It took him two years to write two freaking songs, which by the way, we shouldn't bag in any way, shape or form. Like there's a site out there called uh, 538. If you guys haven't had a chance to go to 538, it's an incredible statistical site. They take incredible stats that you probably wouldn't think of. Um, it makes you sound incredibly smart. But anyways, they wrote an incredible article back in 2015. I believe it was Leah Nebresco. I apologize if I get her name wrong. Anyways, she wrote this article about how Lynn essentially put 20,000 words into a play and it only takes two and a half hours. 
if you were to take the normal amount of words put into a standard amount of time for a Broadway production, 20,000 words would take you anywhere from four to six hours to produce. He does it in two and a half, not to mention the fact that it's about 144 words per minute, which is just nuts. But the point I'm getting to, and which really brings me to number three here, is that it took seven years to write this thing. Seven years of I have no clue, this is my interpretation of what Lim was thinking, I have no clue how this is going to land, but I believe in it. And there is so there are so many lessons you can extrapolate from that. There are so many lessons you can take from someone's com- commitment to that level of dedication. And I think I watched the, I watched the documentary, not the PBS one that originally aired, but the documentary that's attached to the Disney plus one that was, I, I think an original interview on the undefeated. And one of the best lines in there was Renee Goldsberry's line, right? She's the one that um, obviously plays Angelica. Um, and she has this incredible line talking about very relevant, obviously to our times with black lives matter, with the pandemic, with economic challenges but she talks about this great line. She says, what she, she asked it of young people. Right. But I think it's a question we can ask all of ourselves, which is what can I do with this time? What am I doing right now with the time that I have? What difference can I make in the world? And it, it encompasses obviously Hamilton's story. It encompasses um, an immigrant story. It encompasses all of our stories, essentially. Like what am I doing with the time that I am given right now? And it, that, that those seven years, right? We always talk about chasing our dreams. We talk about creating an impact, wanting to go out there and make a difference in the world. And I look at those seven years and I say, how dedicated really am I to my art? Now, this is not a game of comparison, right? But this is a, this is a piece of work that inspires you to want to get back and work. It's inspiring to see the depths at which someone can access their genius. It, it's incredible to see what someone can make when really allowed to allowing themselves to explore um, all the things that inspire them and their crazy ideas and chasing after them. I'm sure there's a million and one ideas that are bad ideas that never see the light of day, but to take an, an underlying theme, to run after it, to make adjustments along the way and to create something that is, it will go down in history, right? This, this piece of art will go down in history. People will be talking about this 200 years from now. It is that type of art. And that's not to say that all of us are meant to be artists. All of us are meant to be genius. All of us are going to have pieces of work that change the world. They might. But regardless of it, it is what are you willing to work at for the next seven years of life, even if it doesn't see the light of day? And I think that's a great litmus test to say, hey, am I, am I doing something that really matters or am I just doing it for a paycheck? And if you are, there's no judgment there, but it is, I'm so inspired when work and um, life's work uh, can inspire other people to do amazing things and to be able to witness that show, um, a first live and to see an incredible amount of talent, like just a absurd amount of talent on stage was all inspiring. And then to actually see the original cast and to see people like Leslie Odom Jr. and David Diggs and, um, you know, Renee on stage and Lynn on stage. And I mean, just, just incredible, incredible artists. Um, it is an inspiring thing to, to witness. So anyways, 
Um, if I haven't sold it enough, if you haven't watched it, I don't know what rock you live under, but go watch it. <laughs> uh, if you if you watched it, I'd love to hear kind of what your takeaways are. But more importantly, if you haven't seen that that six minute clip um, of that poetry jam night that they do at the White House, May twelfth, two thousand and nine, watch it. It is it is everything. That is the time capsule. That I think if I can wrap everything up. That if you are willing to ship that ship the raw uh, talent ship the uh, the thing that you're uncertain about if you can just put it out into the world and take the feedback in a good way determine how you're going to interpret the feedback but know that you are on that course and to then feed that dream for the next seven years that is that time capsule is everything it it is the that is that is where most people quit that is my point that is where most people would stop and quit and never go forward. But that is really, that is the, that is the blade. That is the edge right there that determines whether someone's got the fortitude to keep going and really get after their dreams. And there's no guarantee it's going to work, but to get after it, just the, the, the pursuit of it. Anyways, you can tell I'm fired up. You can tell I'm inspired. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, see you guys on the next one. Peace. Thanks again. I hope you guys grabbed some great value out of today's conversation. If you want to further the conversation, I'd love to meet you personally. We've got a free Facebook community that you can dive into, free content, more resources, and I do lives every single week where I get a chance to interact with you and help coach you on exactly what you need. If you want to find it, you can find us at The Business of Feeling Good, or you can search the hashtag BOFG. Again, that's hashtag BOFG. If you like this episode, please share it. I'd love to hear from you. Your comments, your reviews truly mean so much to me. It's the lifeblood of what keeps me going, and it's how I craft the content that's better going to impact you. I look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode. Until then, cheers. Cheers.